Hi guys and welcome back to the Female Fitness Podcast. We're your hosts, Sammy and Danny. Today is a special episode as we have a guest on the podcast, Jasmine Jeffrey, who is a bikini competitor and the owner of Compaq. So Jazz, to start, we wanted to ask a bit about your experience competing with the different federations this year, as we know you had a bit of a range of experiences with each one. Um, so what federations did you compete with this season and what did you think the pros and cons of each were? Okay, so started off with PCA because I did PCA last year and then I did two bros and I did Miami Pro. Now I was not planning to do so much of like a guinea pig like experimentation of a season, um, but when I didn't get the result I wanted in PCA London, like I got first, first call outs, which I was really happy with, but I didn't get. Yeah. Because um, my thought was like, right, I'll do PCA London, and two weeks later it's the finals, and then boom, it's fine. And then I just thought, well, I don't want, if I didn't get through the finals, I don't just want to do one show. And I felt good to do one show, and that's really important to hear for listeners. Make sure that you feel good mentally and physically before you decide to go for another federation or another show. Um, like that's a real, really important thing. But yeah, every single like show I did, I was like, right, do I feel good? Yeah, let's keep going. So the week after was two bros. Um, and then I was, wasn't sure if I was going to do Miami Pro or not. But I really just wanted to try something which was like okay, fitness, fashion, kind of. Yes. Yeah. I just thought, why not? Like I had so much fun trying to do new different federations. And that's one thing that I hear quite a lot from girls is like that like that federation anxiety to like change yeah. and try things and and I don't know many people that have competed with Miami Pro either so it's interesting to talk to you about it because I don't think many people have tried it I've I've actually went to a show to watch because it's quite freestyle isn't it with everything and it's more it's not really like what you see usually with bikini competitions it's more of like a model walk yeah definitely because yeah. when I first actually looked into looked into competing I loved like WBFF, Miami Pro. I didn't even look at the bodybuilding shows. Um, yeah, but I think and the bikinis are like, really nice, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. But I, didn't, I was like running out of funds at that point. So I thought, right, I've just got to like wing this as much <laughs> as I can. But that's when, to be fair, that's when Compact was really, really helpful for me because it taught me like how different the jewelry needs to be yeah. and how you can have the same bikini for all the different federations. You've just got to kind of tweak things here and there. So yeah, so going back to your question, um, okay, PCA London was really good. Like they are very well, well, from my experience, I don't know if it's the same for every single show they do, but for me, it's well run. I know what the hell's going on. Um, you have a nice like pump up area. Like I thought that was quite nice. Yeah. Um, London. It was very, very busy though. But I think again, that depends on the show you go for. So I know for example, PCA Catherine was a very, very quiet show. Yeah. But I know. PCA Saxon Classic, uh, PCA London, like they sell out, it's mental and it's like one in, one out sort of thing. Um, nice thing about PCA is you're, again, you're in, you're out, it's 20 minutes on stage, you find out what's going on and then you can actually enjoy the rest of the day. Whereas for example, Miami Pro, even though it went quite quickly, yeah. it was a bit strange because you just don't know. I don't know, it was, and the same with two bros, you have to just wait for so long. Yeah. Uh, you kind of sitting there like, oh, I find out now. <laughs> um, yeah, PCA was good. The only thing, I hope they're not listening to this and I don't get like, sued or something, but the only <laughs> thing that I have, can you imagine? They're like, yeah, we listen to your podcast. That's a good thing. <laughs> um, 
the only thing that I pers this is again, this is personal, like this doesn't mean that it's for this, my experience is gonna be the same for every single girl, but this is just my experience. When I went for feedback, my feedback from PCA was very conflicting yeah. and it did really throw me off, I'll be completely honest. One person said I was too lean, the other person said I wasn't lean enough. Um but I, I think that's probably the same for whatever judge like you're gonna get that whatever judging yeah because um, bikini is so subjective it's so difficult to judge and what one judge may think is like what they're looking for may be completely different to the next person so it is a, such a subjective sport and i think bikini is the most um subjective category as well oh it's a nightmare like is that yeah. because you go in thinking what like do I come in leaner? Like the next show, I was like, do I come in leaner? Do I come in sweeter? Yeah. Like, Whereas bodybuilding, the most conditioned, like the person with the most muscle and the most condition is going to win. Yeah. Whereas yeah. bikini, it's like... It's like the overall package as well. Like yeah. literally what you look like. Yeah. It's mad. Um, it's funny when I try and ask, like when people who are outside the industry, they ask me, so what's they judge it on? I'm like, I really don't know. You just kind of go in and you just kind of think. Yeah. <laughs> you start kind of do you and bring your best to the stage and yeah. hope that it's what they're looking for kind of thing. Which also, um, like we can say to the listeners, like focus on yourself because I think, especially with bikini, yeah. you know, you're busy looking, oh my God, that girl's competing against me. She's so lean or whatever. And then who knows? You yeah. come on the day. You know, <laughs> Might not be what they're looking for on the day. Yeah. Yeah, and as well, people on social media look very different in person sometimes, yeah. and vice versa. Definitely. People can realise I was 5'10". I was like, yeah, I'm freaking tall, but they had no idea when they looked on Instagram. So yeah. everyone's like, yeah, it's just, it's the world of social media and bodybuilding sometimes quite funny. I've <laughs> seen people, like, in real life and not recognise them, even though I follow them on social media <laughs> and be like, oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, it's mad. Um, and it can be very deceiving. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, sometimes I have to like ask them their Instagram name and they're like, oh wait, I know who you are now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If someone's got like a fancy like Instagram name what and then I'm like, huh? Who? Who? Um, okay, let's go to two bros. Two bros, I just thought, oh, why not? I was just sitting there at Nando's. I thought, well, like, yeah, whatever. And I was not going to do it because in my head, this is a bad thing that I did this year. In my head, I put a limit in front of myself. I was like, nah, not good enough for two bros. That's what I put in my head. And because I didn't get the finals invitation, that's probably the best thing that happened to me. Yeah. Because it may really push me like past what I was what I was planning to do. I think it was really good fun. Um like posing was complete. I had literally had a week to fill out because I went to go see one of the posing coaches for two bros and she's like, You're too lean. You're gonna have to like fill out, which was quite nice because I didn't have to like I felt like pressure, but not like Oh you my didn't god, I've got to push for more condition. You already yeah, have that. Like, exactly. Like, it was there. Um, the, the entry was expensive. Yeah. <clears throat> Coughing lows. <laughs> um, how much was it? I don't know how much yours was, Danny, but mine was. It's I think, 150. Yeah, so I did. And a little bit of a funny story. I just went in for novice because, again, I thought, oh, I'll just do novice because I don't think I'm good enough for the open. And then I bumped into. Um, jade or jade jocelyn yeah and she's like oh so you're doing both i was like no she's like why and in my head i'm kind of like i've just spent so much money on this competition and at the same time i was like oh, i don't think i'm good enough for the open she actually dragged my hand took me to the like backstage she's like last minute can you get this girl into her open class and bless her i didn't have my phone on me she paid 
for my energy. Obviously, I paid her back. That's but so nice. Jay, honestly, she she was so lovely that day, and yeah. I really owe her for that because that was probably the first show that I actually got top three. And when you've put so much work in for a show, like you were just going to do the novice, it's like, why would you almost not do the open? Because yeah. you've already yeah. got there, you've paid so much to get there for your bikini, your tan, your makeup, yeah. everything. It's kind of like, why not take yeah. advantage of that and put yourself yeah. in the category? Yeah. To add to and that, I found, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, my first season that I competed, I was still a junior and I had the same mentality as you. I didn't enter the high classes even yeah. though on the show I could, yeah. and I just did junior, and I really wish that I did. So if you are a junior, you should always try and enter both, I think. Yeah, yeah. apart from with PCA, they wouldn't let me do that this year. So yeah. with the UKBFF, you can enter both. You can do like junior one week, and then you height class the week after. Whereas with PCA, yeah. you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely just try. If you don't yeah. try, you don't mind. And yeah, two, and the one thing as well, which was good for me, was... My mom, my mum and my, uh, my now husband, like obviously it's very biased when they give you feedback if they know you personally, but they did say my posing was better and I looked more relaxed on stage. Yeah. Because I did novice first and then I did open. He, and then like, my husband's like, no, you did look so much more relaxed. You look better. So mm -hmm. that's how nice. It gives you more stage time. Um, I, was, I was a bit concerned thinking, oh, is it going to be a bit clicky? Like what's it going to be like? Again, this is just my personal experience, but I found the two bro staff very friendly. Yeah. It ran quite smoothly. I was, again, quite concerned because I remember seeing your show, Danny. They were having bodyboarders up at, like, 12 at, like, at night. Yeah. And I really felt those guys because it, it was, yeah, I knew it ran really, really late. So yeah. I was a bit going, like, going into the Amateur Olympia two bros in October, I was very concerned thinking, oh, is this going to be like a really late one? But they ran base movie. I think they learned their lesson. And again, they're a new federation. So I think they're kind of getting into their groove. Yeah, I think the show um, got way more organized throughout the year, 100%. Because the one before yeah. mine was worse than mine. And then mine got like a little bit better. And then by the Amateur Olympia, I think they'd kind of got it. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. The only thing that frustrated me was that they gave me, they said, oh, yeah, if you want to get feedback, you email X person. I still haven't got that feedback back. Yeah. This is again like that was frustrating, but like I can imagine they have so many girls or so many confessors being like, "What's my feedback?" But I kind of knew what I wanted to work on anyway. But I guess for some people that really like that feedback, I don't know. You might get it, you might not. But again, this is just my personal experience of what happened with me. Yeah. I didn't um, even bother really emailing feedback because they said, if you want feedback, email your stage pictures to a certain email. And I didn't get my stage pictures until like three weeks later. So I thought kind of like there wasn't much point. And looking at the pictures anyway, I kind of knew that I just needed more muscle. So um, I didn't bother. And it would have been nice to maybe get the stage pictures earlier so that I could be emailed for feedback or be able to ask someone on the day. Um, but yeah. It's just how it is, isn't it, really? Yeah, that's fair. Um, okay, last one, Miami Pro. That, in terms of expenses, it wasn't as bad for me, but because it's because I had a lot of stuff already, so I wasn't having to pay out for bikini because I had it. Yeah. Um, I had jewelry in stock, so I just thought, right, how can I make this look a bit more Miami Pro? And I just like picked loads of stuff out. It was quite close to me. 
Um, so travel wasn't too bad. Like it, it, obviously it still cost me a little bit, but because I already had a lot of the stuff, like I had shoes and all that bits, it was technically the, mo the least expensive one. Um, yeah. not because of the Federation itself. Um, the people actually, I found Mami Pro, I don't know, the people, every single, every, every single people, persons, whatever that word is, um, at every single show, everyone's super friendly. Yeah. Other people, but it doesn't matter what industry you're in, like, that's just, the, that's just life. Like, you find people that are a bit, uh, but that doesn't, I don't really get that as much in this industry as yeah. much as what um, but Miami Pro, everyone was so, so friendly and the energy and the back, because you, you're quite cramped backstage, like they have like about five or six different rooms and it's kind of like a free-for-all. You're like, okay, here's backstage and all the girls go, ah, and you just kind of like get yourself, try and like get your little, Rush through a room. yeah, you try and get your little corner and then sort your friend out and that. Um, but yeah, it was that, the backstage was really, really fun because you're so kind of close together. Yeah. You get chatting quickly. A lot of first timers I found. Yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was just, I was just, I, had, I went in with no expectations at all because I just thought, I, this is so outside my comfort zone. Yeah. That's the good thing with bodyboarding is you know you're posing. Like you just, you get into that pose, your brain goes pose, and you've been practicing for so long. You kind of like, doesn't matter how nervous you are, because you've got that like muscle memory, you can't just go into it. It just flows once you Whereas my own pro, it's, you're not, you, you need to keep moving. And that was very, very strange. It was a very big challenge for me, actually. But the one thing that... It's a style of posing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's, and I'm not sassy. I'm not a sassy person. Yeah. So I just, uh, one piece of advice that I got, which was really handy, was um, pretend that you're on a photo shoot when you're on stage. Because when you're doing a photo shoot, you're obviously, you're not standing there, like, kind of blocks. Like, you're moving, you're doing different posing. And that's kind of the way I, that I was doing it in my head. I literally caught the account, like, the photographer's eye. I thought, right, I'm just going to pretend like this is a photo shoot. Yeah. <laughs> what they look for, I'll be honest, I haven't got a clue. But I think posing is probably the biggest, like, your sass and your confidence is a big one. Because I didn't get, I did bikini and I did Miss Model. Uh, Miss Model was a last minute thing. You know, both of my decisions I did for my competing season this year that were last minute, I got a top three. <laughs> That's so good. How well, funny is that though? Because you just didn't put much pressure on yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah last year was a really, it was, it was a demanding one for me professionally and personally. And I got to the phone, I just thought, I just want to have fun with this yeah. and just try yeah. different ones. And that's what it's about. For me, it's just having fun. I never expected myself ever to be a sort of girl walking in a two-piece bikini with heels. I never ever thought that would be me because in yeah. the past I was quite like a self-conscious person. So I've already won. Yeah, like, I've, I've already won. I don't take this stuff seriously. If you do, great, but you've got to have that element of fun because then what's yeah. the point of you working your butt off if you're just going to sit there like a slap task because you don't get the result you want or X, Y, Z, you know what I mean? Like you've just got yeah. to keep grounded with it. You've ultimately um, got to be doing it for yourself. And if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to put your all into it. Like if you go into every training session as well, thinking, oh my God, I'm dreading this. You're not going to have fun with the process. You've got yeah. to enjoy the whole process, not just like stepping on stage. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure you can have times that you're not going to enjoy it. But that's, again, that's not just competing related. That is 
life related yeah. like you're not driven you might love your job but there's going to be parts of your job that you really don't like and that's yeah. absolutely fine but so going pick, back to you've sorry. got to pick your struggles almost like pick what um difficulties you're going to experience in life sort of thing Definitely. and enjoy the majority of it yeah and going back onto the mommy pro stuff so bikini didn't get a first call out but when I again this is why it's good if you can do more than one category on the show day do it because yeah. I looked at my videos from so Miss Bikini so Bikini was first and Miss Model was second I didn't give the photographer a chance to take any photos of me in Bikini I rushed that but it was just I hadn't I think because I was so like oh my god what am I doing what am I doing my posing was really like naff. I rushed the whole thing. So no wonder I didn't get first call outs because I didn't give them a damn chance to see, to, to look at me. Um, yeah. But I think that was just the nerves. And sometimes you don't realise how fast you're going when you are on stage. So the second um, one was Miss Model. They, I didn't know that I got first call outs. They just brought everyone to the front and did the comparisons. So at this point, I thought, well, I didn't get first class in Miss Bikini or Bikini. I probably haven't done Miss Bikini. So I just thought, right, just have fun. Like, I've had a wicked day, whatever. So when I got third place in my MP Pro card of Miss Model, <laughs> my reaction was hilarious. I kind of just looked down at my number and went, oh, 27. That's me. <laughs> and my, I, I, I think I've got the photos of me going with a trophy to my mum going, oh, my God, what the hell? Um, so yeah, again, it was quite a long process though because you go on stage, then you're waiting around, but that was quite quick actually. Yeah. Uh, it, well, it went quite quick. It went fairly quick. For people that are watching you, it's like forever, I guess. <laughs> For us, it's like it, it can go quite quickly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm so glad I did it the way I did because I, I, yeah, you can see me now. I've got a smile on my face. Like, I've got such lovely memories from it. Yeah. And it did show me that you've really just got it really doesn't matter like what federation you do no and the worst you're just case doing it for yourself and sometimes you've got to kind of go head first into these things and yeah. try it to know what you actually enjoy because if you've not you're tried old, it how do you know sorry Dan, i'm gonna say when you're old right what are you going to remember oh well i you what you tell your grandkids oh well i did x federation they don't care about what federation you did it's the experience and what you did with it like exactly. people get so obsessed about federations. It's like, this sounds really horrible, but no one, like you shouldn't really care what federation you do. You shouldn't get so het up on it. If exactly. you go for a show and you don't get the placing, it's not, it's not, it's, it's like I'm breaking up. It's not you, it's me, but just try a different one and don't get put off. Because if I would have had that mentality, because I was like PCA last year, first call out, didn't get top three. Did PCA again, first call out, didn't, go, didn't get top three. If I would have thought there, well, I've just, I, I, I'm not meant to be like a bikini competitor at all, then I would have stopped and wouldn't have those two other experiences. Yeah. So if you don't place in one federation, but it's a popular one, don't worry. There's plenty more federations. And I can assure you, the more experience you get on stage, the more you get into your groove, and the more you just go for it, you will then get a federation that can see, like, that, that works for you, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and also I think it's worth saying as well like if you don't place in one show use that to drive you forwards make improvements and go for another show like you never know who's going to turn up you never know what they're looking for on the day use it to drive you forwards rather than thinking oh my god like I'm not made for competing I'm never going to do it ever again exactly exactly 
So yeah, going into like, well, I don't think I'm going to be competing this year. I'll probably do 2020 the same as you, Danny. Yeah. But I don't know. I I don't know. Ever he said, "Oh, are you going to do more bodybuilding? Like, like when you next compete, are you going to do more fitness?" And I probably would do both if I can. I might do both again. Yeah. Because I just, I loved how different every single one was. Um, and and I'm kind of like a plus side for me. Obviously, with compact, I'm able to make like it really did highlight to me. I thought my jewelry is really bodybuilding kind of centric and that's not good like I need to be able to provide like the jewelry and the service and the shoes for every single federation yeah um so that's kind of like a good thing for me and girls do ask me about my experiences it means that now I can help other girls make their decisions because I have more information and I've put myself out there exactly so. um and on that note Jazz tell us a bit about Compaq and what it offers bikini girls because obviously we know but not everyone will know listen to the podcast Okay, so Compaq is basically a one-stop shop for all your bodybuilding, fitness, competing needs. When I first start competing, well, when anyone first starts, you're like blind. You're like Stevie Wonder trying to go in and thinking, what the hell do I need? Like, it can be quite stressful. It can be quite overwhelming. And I kind of thought, right, I just want to bring it all in one place and make it easier. Because we know how stressful competing can be, let's be honest. And how, like, you just don't have a lot of time and you kind of just want things, anything that you can make easier, then you do it. Um, so that's kind of what I wanted to do with Compact, which is make it easier, put it all in one place. Um, and one thing, like, my background is marketing, branding, graphic design, art sort of stuff. So whenever I go onto a website, I naturally, I kind of pick it apart, whether it's, like, Nike or whatever. Like, that's just the way I, like, I you know, naturally what I do. And when I started looking at these websites, there's no disrespect to them, but I thought, this website's naff. I can't blimmin' use it. And it was, yeah. that was stressful enough. Um, and, the, and it kind of, I don't know, I just got frustrated from my own experiences. So it made me think, right, well, I want to do, like, I just want to make it better and easier for other people. So that's kind of where it came from. Um, but yeah, it's been, where oh, it's not <laughs> I said, where were you when I was competing? <laughs> I had a knife, honestly, the hardest part of my prep was finding everything. Yeah, finding everything from different places. Yeah. Uh, like e like eBay, then like some other website, like the third website. I had to even order my bikini from Russia. Like oh <laughs> honestly, yeah. And then this thing and you think you've got everything. Yeah. And then you read, you find some article on Google, you're like, oh my God, I haven't got blah, blah, blah. And then you're just freaking out. I remember that so many times. And then yeah. another thing that annoyed me was jewelry. The jewelry that I liked wasn't in the UK, it was in the US. So I had to pay a crazy amount of money anyway. And then I had to pay more money for the delivery. And then I had to pay more money for the tax, like for the duty. I just thought, I paid freaking 40 quid for some jewellery, and this is just ridiculous. And honestly, Jazz, I don't have my ears pierced anymore because they healed up, so Compact was literally a lifesaver because nowhere else has um, clip-on earrings. It's really gutting because your ones were Celeste, weren't they? Yeah. My supplier's got, like, we're not we're not stocking them. I'm like, when they're coming back, they're like, I don't know. I'm like, oh, no, yeah. I've got some more clip-on ones that I'm hopefully going to be bringing in. So yeah, I can't. It's not even been a year, and I can't believe how much like it's grown. Like, it's mental. You've done so well, um, and I think it's just what the industry needed because like there's so many 
first timers competing and they don't know where to get any of this stuff from. Yeah. So if anyone ever asks me, I'm just like, go on the Compact website, you can get everything from one place. Don't go looking like from several different places. You'll just you make that like, harder. You um, do like tan prep as well. Do you supply yeah. like, yeah, so literally everything. Yeah. That's so good. And the cool thing is this year, because I won't be competing, I'll have my brain. <laughs> well, yeah. you do have it anyway, but you, you know what I mean. A better functioning brain. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know how last year I started a business, moved house, got married, competed in free shows. I, I don't know how I did it, but I do remember throughout prep just thinking, oh, there's so many things I really want to do with this, like bringing more resources, being more blog content, you know, doing more like funny memes to make everyone's day a bit better. I don't know, just little things. It was just, yeah. you get frustrated, don't you? Because you know you're not at your full... Like, my favorite meme was the one like watching the Costa uh, barista pouring the sugar-free syrup, making <laughs> sure that it's sugar-free. Yeah. <laughs> I was laughing so much. Binoculars, like, yeah. I, that's, I don't know, I love making those memes. I'm thinking, oh, it's just things that I just relate to. And again, that was something I could never, I could never find memes for bikini girls. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that's really, really silly to say, but there were so many little things I thought, oh, we just don't, there's nothing really there for us. And that's where the events kind of come from as well. Like yeah. body power is wicked, do not get me wrong. I would never snag off body power because they're sick. But I remember, I so remember this, and I remember saying this to you, Danny, bumping into you after my signal was going rubbish. I couldn't find you for the whole day. Then I found you. Then it was really busy. And we only chatted for five minutes. I thought, I've paid 60 quid. And the only reason I really paid it was to kind of bump into people. And I couldn't even do that. Yeah. So that was kind of where the compact event side came from. I thought, I just want to bring everyone together. It's, I think yeah, it will be really good. It'll create a good sense of community. And everyone there can relate to each other. Because everyone's gone through the same thing. Or is going to yeah. go through the same thing, being prepped. Um, and we all have so much in common. And whenever we get together, we're like, oh, my God. Like, we just click so easily. Um, so I'm really looking forward to the event. It'll be really good. I'm buzzing. I'm not going to lie. I'm loving planning this more than I plan my wedding. I, I don't know what that says, but... <laughs> yeah. I love um, it. It's like all the little things I'm doing. And it's funny. I've got my, bir my birthday, my wedding party next week. And all my friends have just been looking at all these things. I've sent to them. If it's black and white, I'll 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 buy it because then I can use it for my compact stuff. But if it's like gold, I'm like no, it's not on point, it's not on brand. And I know that sounds so silly, but I was yeah. gonna say, going back to competing, do you mind telling us a bit? Because you've competed two seasons now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you mind telling us about your approach and did you use a different approach to both seasons and what were like the pros and cons of both? Good question. Okay, so first year, and did you have a coach as well? So first year, I only did one show. To be honest, I felt quite mentally exhausted from that one show. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one thing I've said to a few first timers is like, yes, I did three back-to-back -back shows, but you don't have to. If you just want to do one show and like test the water and then go away, do that. If you feel good to do another show, do that. But don't ever feel pressured to do back-to-back -back shows or just, you, you've got to, do whatever you want to do, which is going to be good for you mentally and good for you physically. Like that's yeah. like the key yeah. thing. Because after I did that first show, I was like, oh, when are you doing another one? And in my head I thought, 
I've got a lot of work on. And I just thought, you know, the first one, you, it's not just a physical thing that you feel tired. It's like a mental, because yeah. it's yeah. like so many other nerves that you feel when you're a first timer. And you don't know what to expect either, do you? And I was the same as you. I only did one show my first season. I didn't place. So I went away, took a long off season and came back and knew it was what I needed. Yeah, exactly. So the first one I started at a very higher body fat, um, like body weight or whatever. Um, I didn't have actually, I personally didn't have a very nice experience with my coach purely because, as I don't know, like they're great. Like they obviously they do, they get results with a client. So again, it probably just wasn't a good match for myself. Um, but it was just, I didn't like the fact that I got very one worded emails. I could only message this person on a Friday. It was kind of, I don't know, I didn't feel like I got like the support. I know I don't need to be molly coddled, but there's kind of a level of, I guess a level of service. That's the point I'm trying to make. Definitely. The level of service wasn't there. Um, so yeah, I wasn't like, well, I was, what weight was I? I think it was like 143 pounds-ish. And remember I'm five foot 10, so I can carry a lot more weight than like Carrie, for example, um, who's like so petite, bless her, little cutie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my approach was, I didn't miss a meal, I was so on point, all that sort of stuff, which was great, but my approach for this year, I started, well, I had like a, a reverse dieted, all that sort of stuff, like I was quite slowly coming out of it, it's in off season, and then I started, I technically started prepping April last year, and only started to step on stage until September, October. And I still did a meal plan, but I was a lot more flexible with it. And if I like, missed my steps high by 500 or whatever, I wasn't getting myself in a tizzy. It was just like, yeah, fine. Like, it's just one of those things. I had a lot more on this year. So I kind of was like, yes, I wanted to do well, but I wasn't going to kick myself if I, you know, if, for example, my scales went broke. My car was in, yeah. the, um, in the mechanics. I had no way of getting scales. So... I guesstimated for one day. Did it kill me? No. Did it, like, does it mean that I'm a bad competitor? No, you are living life. Sometimes these things happen. Yeah. Yes, if it happens continuously, then you need to reassess. But one, like, once in a blue moon, like, it's not the end of the world. That's kind of the point I'm trying to make. Like, it's not the end of the world, and you're going to be doing more mental harm than anything if you're really kicking yourself. And this is one probably bad thing about social media is you compare yourself a lot. Yeah. Um, which, I don't know, sometimes you've really just got to pick and choose the information, I think, online. To be and honest, say you're like, I don't know, say you're 10 grams off on your carbs on one day, it's not going to make a difference. Like, your activity levels can vary from day to day anyway, so that's something you can't control sometimes because you don't always know how much you're standing up how much you're sitting down how much you're fidgeting etc and it's good to keep track on steps to kind of keep it under control but one day where you're slightly off isn't really going to make a difference if you think about it logically exactly and i wasn't as fixated on the weight this year I think I learned a bit more this year from my husband because he's just got a brain. I don't know. The, the, the knowledge he has is just sometimes. I don't know about you, Danny, but sometimes you just listen to your partner. You're like, how do you know all of that? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah like, like in terms of how much of a difference stress can have, sleep can have, all those different things, digestion, water. I got a bit more educated this year. 
And if I, like, if my weight was like, if I, if a weight shot up, if a weight shot down, I kind of knew. Like I wasn't thinking, oh, it's because like I ate those ten grams. I'm like, no, Jasmine, it's not being an idiot. It's because you didn't sleep well last night and you're stressed because you worked really like demanding. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So in terms of my approach, it was probably a lot slower. Um, my activity was like a lot higher, but I think because I did it a lot slower and I started in a better place, mentally and physically. My, I didn't really feel the prep feels probably until maybe four to six weeks out from my other show whereas last when I did my first show by like 12 weeks out I felt prep like really during like really hard I felt like that continuously um so I, I hope that it doesn't answer your questions Amy, but yeah. they, they were kind of they were in principle they're probably very similar um but yeah it, it, the second time around was a lot easier in some ways because you kind of I think you know what you're getting you know what to expect, you know what you're getting yourself into, and I guess you've got perhaps more of a support network and people that you know that you can kind of bounce off a little bit more. And it sounds like psychologically you were in a much better place for your second prep, which like makes the biggest difference. If you're not in it mentally, you're not gonna succeed to your full potential because it is a mental game. A lot of it is a mental game. Yeah, 100%. Do not go into a, into a show until you mentally feel all right yeah like if there's any niggle trust me it will come out somewhere exactly. somewhere whether it's during your prep or after your prep like so you just gotta make yeah you just gotta look after yourself mentally and physically in the sport it is so important yeah especially then, with like your relationship with food and um certain other health markers like if you have any inkling that your relationship with food isn't in a good place then don't start prep what is a rush what yeah. is the rush there is no rush with this. You are on your own journey. If you get too fixated on everyone else, you are not going to enjoy it. Yeah. But and the more time you give yourself, usually, the better end product you'll get um, in terms of like taking time in your improvement season, making sure everything's in a good place before you start prep, and also the duration of your prep as well. If you do a really rush prep, you're going to have a lot more pressure. You have no room for slip ups no room for like diet breaks etc whereas if you give yourself a bit longer you're gonna be in a much better place both exactly. mentally and with like your do do a prep before the actual prep so i'm kind of like it's nice for me to hear you say this jasmine because i've only competed one season and it was the same as you it was really strict like only talk to your coach one day a week and there was just not any support especially for the first time competing you want a bit more support so this time round, Danny's coaching me and I'm going to take more of a flexible approach to yeah. it. And you know what? The more I think of it, like I'll, I want to compete at the end of the year, but I might have to push that to the beginning of next year because what's the point of, you know, crawling to the finish line? Yeah, and you know? we've, we've spoken about Sammy as well because she does have quite a lot of body fat to lose before yeah. she steps on stage, being realistic. Um, and it's not sensible to do that all in one chunk because she won't be in a very good place mm -hmm. mentally or physically. Um, and why not just wait until she can get a full season out of yeah. it, get a few shows under her belt, and yeah. when she's got... That's the other thing that was nice hearing you say, you know, doing different shows... It was nice because you got all that experience. Whereas like first season, like you did one show, you did one show, I did two shows. And it was just like, you know, I kind of wish I did more. Yeah. 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 One thing I really want to point out as well. 
So, so for example, everyone kept saying, when's your show? When's your show? I'm like, don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like, what? I was like, don't know. September-ish. Yeah. Ish, <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, well, well, if you're not for, I'm like, September time. If I'm earlier, if I'm ready earlier, great. If I'm not, fine. This was another thing that through my podcast, I've seen a lot of girls, like they have this date, yeah? They, what they've got right, this is the date, this is the goal, this is, what, this is what I've got to do. But if they're not ready for that date, push they it might back. Push, yeah, push it back. But because they've got so fixated on that date, because they didn't meet that date, they're a failure, inverted commas. Yeah. You're not a failure because you didn't hit that date. If you do the next, like a, two, a show two weeks later, that's not a problem. You're and not that's a failure if you bring a better physique to a later okay. show. You're actually yeah. making a very sensible decision. Um, my first season of competing, I was actually planning on competing in August at the league show and I did push it back to the Birmingham show in September because I knew I wasn't going to be ready. I was still carrying way too much body fat. So sometimes you realize how much body fat you have like, to lose. Yeah, um, exactly. We always say like multiply it by two, how yeah. many weeks do you think that you need to get ready? My first year <laughs> I lost 30 pounds, which is obviously a lot. I had no idea I had to lose 30 pounds, not a clue. Yeah. But as you get through prep, you realise you're like, shit, I'm still not shredded. <laughs> and you have to keep going. Yeah. And you get to the point where your upper body is lean as F and your lower body is just not playing ball. And you're just sitting there like, why? Yeah. Just, 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 just you know, enjoy the party here, glute hamstring yeah. tight. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's another thing. Like, Yes, have like a rough show, but don't get so fixated on it. Like I did, I said to everyone, September-ish, what show? Don't know. I still didn't know whether I was going to do PCA or not. But yeah. it took away the stress. I focused on what I needed to focus on, which was getting to that stage leanness. <laughs> That's the most important thing, is getting your best package. It doesn't matter if you miss the show. Oh, no. Oh, no. It doesn't there's matter. so many shows throughout the year. It's ridiculous nowadays. Like, there's literally one almost every single weekend so yeah. don't stress if you do have to push your show back a little bit. And realistically, really prep isn't smooth. Like you may have weeks where, you're, where it's going to set you back. Yeah. Anything, you know, something bad can happen. So you need to always like, I agree with your approach. Just like pick a time. Just yeah. a rough like, time. August, I, my weight was not a budget. I was fuming. I, I, I was laughing because I thought, oh, this is just so typical Jasmine body, blah, blah, blah. But my, like, my weight was not shifting. My coach was even like, you could tell he was kind of like digging a bit more in. I was like, look, mate, I am actually following this plan to a T now. Like, I don't know what the hell's going on. And then suddenly begin, and I thought, oh, this is, I'm probably not going to do September then. Because in my head, I thought, my weight's not dropping, blah, blah, blah. I thought, okay, that's fine. I'll just do November or October. In my head, I thought, that's absolutely fine. But then suddenly, five pounds it just everything just kind of suddenly like drops and I'm like whoa and it was just really very really strange but that's the thing is if your weight doesn't move for a couple of weeks that can happen with me I'd have like a few weeks that it wasn't dropping and suddenly boom I have like yeah. big big yeah. drops um, you've got to take your, your scale weight with a pinch of salt because there's so many different factors that can affect it it's not worth stepping on the scales not seeing a drop and letting it affect you negatively for the entire day like, One thing I always recommend girls doing, especially the girls that I work with through my podcast, is before you step on the scales, look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. Are you happy with that? 
good. If you're happy with that, it doesn't matter what the hell that weight's telling, or whatever that scale is telling you, you've just said to yourself, you're happy. So do, yeah. and then you kind of rationalize it and think, right, if you go, if you step on scales first and then you look in the mirror, that mental transition is very, very different, you will yeah. find. And um, you've also so got to think logically, like, if it's that time of the month, for example, you've kind of got to ex expect an increase in scale weight or for it to stay the same. Or if you've had a shit night's sleep, accept that maybe it might not have dropped. That's okay. You know the reason for that. It's not like it's a mystery. Yeah. So you've got yeah. to kind of think logically about it and accept that it's not the be all and end all. It does not define you. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't even define your progress really. Mm. Um, but yeah. Even things See, like guys, me, I find that if I train legs or like, cause it causes inflammation, obviously, like I usually weigh more cause your body holds water. Mm. The little things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys track your weights in the off season? Yes. Yeah. Do you I track do. it as much as you do in the on on season prep season? I usually track it pretty much daily unless I have been out of routine or something or I know it's going to be skewed. Um, because I like to take an average rather than looking at like one-off weigh-ins because I know that my scale weight is going to fluctuate naturally anyway. And I do, it doesn't affect me seeing it. So for me, it's okay to do it daily. For some people, I would advise not doing it daily. If you step on the scale and it affects you mentally, then don't do it daily. Especially around time of month. But for me, I don't, I don't really take it to heart. It doesn't affect me much. It's taken a while for me to get to that stage. Don't get me wrong. Like I've not always been like that. But now I know what can affect it. And I know that it's got to increase in my off season. That's part of the process. And it doesn't affect me too much. So I do do it daily. Yeah. And the thing is in off season, I think it's a bit different. Whereas like in prep, you're like, I want that number to go down. Yeah. In off season, it's not necessarily that you want that number to always go up. I think you need to first look at your performance in the gym. That's and I'm all, the most yeah. important. And I'm also a bit of a geek. Like, I love numbers. I love data. So I like to see how, what my scale weight is and how it correlates to everything else. So just out of the bit of the science geek in me, I like to do it basically. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But yeah, it's just, it's, diff it's strange. Last two, talking about like what I did post-show, whatever. First season, I reversed started out slowly, nailed it. Tried to do it this year. To be honest, I just thought, nah, mentally, this just is not the right strategy for me. So yeah. I whacked it up. Just thought, well, I, I, I looked at my legs on the stage and I thought, I'm really growing. And how tall I am, I just thought, right, I just want to, and I, I just thought, right, I just don't, I just don't want a reverse diet. And that's fine if you don't want a reverse diet. Yeah, I do. I always do an initial bump followed by a reverse. So a bit yeah. more like the recovery diet than a strict reverse. Um, so obviously get myself straight out of a deficit and then push up from there rather than yeah. staying in a deficit and slowly reversing up. I think one, one season you might want to do X method. The next season you might want to do Y method. And that's fine. Like I had a lot like between, oh, obviously not between me and you because it's going to be on podcast, but I had a lot of personal stresses going on um, straight after my show. It's had a lot of stuff personal -wise, personally wise, personally wise, personal wise. <laughs> so I just knew that. I was already feeling stressed anyway, and I thought if I get to, if I focus so much on this reverse diet, I, I just knew, I just, I, I knew, is that's why I think it's really important to know yourself. I, I knew, I looked, I had an internal conversation. Thought, now nah, this, like, reverse dieting is not going to work for me this year. Yeah, and it's fine. You've like, got to do what fits you and your life at 
a certain moment in time because yeah. your lifestyle is going to change your prioritize your priorities are going to change and sometimes that's not going to be staying like close to sage lean yeah and fair, this year already i've seen a massive my lifts in the gym are just they're, they're the highest i've ever been um yeah. which for me is a great sign so it just shows that i made the right decision even though i'll, I'll be honest i did doubt it at times so i was thinking oh it's just the it's optimal way but sometimes optimal does not always mean best um yeah. especially if it's mentally going to throw you off um so yeah sometimes like, what's optimal for like the majority is not optimal for you as an individual I think that's really important to remember because people will stress too much about what's optimal from like the data, et cetera, but that's not necessarily optimal for you right now at your current moment in time. Yeah. I think like if, for example, if, I don't know, if there's like a research that shows that blueberries are like these like crazy, crazy things and you don't like blueberries, don't eat blueberries. Like if you don't like doing something, don't do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just because the whole industry is doing it doesn't mean that you've got to be a sheep and follow it. Yeah, and I think that's what it showed me generation wise this year. Is I remember when I was telling a few people about Mary Pro, people's reactions were like, oh, why are we doing that? I was like, because I want to. Yeah. Why not? I mean, like, this is my journey. You're not a share, a share stakeholder, whatever. I was like, so I'm just going to do me. It's the same thing with all of this stuff and life as well. Like, people are going to judge you whether you do X or Y. So you might as well just do it, whatever you yeah. want. Exactly. You do you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, all the Honestly, it's so nice to hear from you, like the, the way that you are about all of this, like the approach that you have. It's just like so like chilled and like, you yeah. know, I'm doing me. Yeah. You've got to. Like you seriously have got to. Because I'm just sitting here being 25, thinking, God, like this the past few years for me have flown. I'm not getting any younger. And you're not getting out of this alive. So just have fun. Exactly. Surround yourself with the right people. Yeah, that makes a huge difference. Like, absolutely huge. Yeah. Definitely. You were saying about the people you surround yourself by. Like, people yeah. who don't compete is really important. Yeah, I think it is important. Because when you come out of being stage lean, and generally, like, you, you don't realise, sometimes you like saying silly comments in conversation. Like, my friends are really good at snapping me and being like, no, Jasmine, talking shit. So, mm -hmm. I swear. If I can't, then just cut that bit out. As yeah. well. Oh God. But yeah, they're really good at that sort of thing. Because um, I think sometimes you have to remember that your definition of leanness and like normal inverted commas definition of leanness is very different. Yeah. And I think that is really important. So you kind of keep yourself in, not in the real world, but you keep yourself grounded. I think that's really, really important. Yeah, and kind of come out of prep world a little bit and into yeah. the real world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds really weird that we say that, isn't it? But no, I think it is really, I think it is true. I think it is very, very true. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think what else we should cover, really. Um, I know we touched slightly on the compact event. Is there anything you want to, like, a sneak peek, like, give any things that are going to be there? I'm, I'm just planning it as we speak, pretty much. Um, Danny and I are both going to be there. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm That's really it. excited. I wasn't, I don't know, I did not, I didn't know what to expect, but again, this is kind of a thing in my head, but oh, are people going to come? Are they going to want to, do I come to this event? A few of my clients are coming, Jazz, um, and everyone's yeah. super excited. That's the thing, it's so cool to see everyone excited. 
Yeah. Um, I still haven't confirmed all the brands yet. I still haven't confirmed all the guest speakers. So, yeah, I'm budding. I'm just excited to see everyone. Um, yeah. I, think that's the, I think that's the cool thing, just being able to actually see everyone. And that's kind of why I did it. Yeah. There's a lot of first-timers. I don't, it, it makes me very excited to think that like, the problems that we all had, hopefully other girls won't have that because of what we're doing. Definitely. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. And also, I think what's nice is a lot of the girls who are going, I follow them on Instagram. Um, so it would be nice to actually meet people yeah. so that you get to know them by the first name and not their Instagram yeah. tag. <laughs> yeah. And it's actually really sweet, the amount of people that are going by themselves. Like, yeah. hats off to them, man. And then that, imagine, imagine once they've all been to the Compact event and met each other, then when they go to their shows, they'll be like, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. we've already met, rather than yeah. having to make friends. <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't know what my competing journey lives ahead like I don't know if I'm ever going to be like oh I'm an MP pro but you know I don't know I don't know whether I don't know what my journey ahead lies but if I know that I've made like a positive impact and difference then for me I've done my job I would much rather people know that not just the keen girl name and the compact name over mine yeah like I'm naturally a very given person like even with my marketing, I used to work in charities. Like that's just that's drilled into me. It's yeah. just giving back. See, so I'm very similar in the respect that I obviously I love competing myself, but I'm way more passionate about my clients' success than my own and about being a coach than a competitor myself. And I love competing. I'm sure I'll do it for a good few years but on and off and um, my clients will always come first. And this is actually one thing which I've spoken to AJ about. I said, do you know what? I think I'm going to have a coach for my next prep because I'm not selfish enough. Like I, yeah. I, I hate spending time doing my own programming. I don't do check-ins because I feel like I can't be bothered. I'd rather spend time doing my client stuff. So for my next prep, probably I'm going to get a coach purely because I'm not selfish enough to prep myself and achieve my full potential. So yeah. I felt yeah. so selfish doing my prep last year. <clears throat> yeah. So selfish. <laughs> yeah. And that's one thing that helped me push past the Federation anxiety. I thought if I can learn one thing out of this, it could help someone else. Exactly. And me Pro alone taught me that I haven't got the jewelry for them. And I asked the girls, where'd you get it from? They're like, we had the like the amount of girls are saying it was so stressful we couldn't find anywhere. I thought, right. <laughs> yeah. That's what I've learned from it. Um but yeah, I completely know like what you mean by that. Um yeah. I did feel very, very guilty last year. Um but, but it's at the same time, yeah, as a coach, like prepping myself taught me so much as a coach myself, and also going through prep myself and pushing myself and seeing what I can achieve is really important to put myself in my client's shoes. Um, also experiencing different federations and I do love competing I love the whole process I'm really passionate about it I'm just not selfish enough to achieve my potential through prepping myself I don't think and I can de yeah. definitely second that Danny really cares about her clients like yeah. I couldn't have found a better coach and it's my friend thanks <laughs> it's so nice so cute yeah just going back to the compact event <clears throat> one like, I don't know, sneak peek, if you have bought your ticket, well done, because like, I've got basically 20, well, just about 20% left of standard tickets, and that's before I launch the next load of guests and brands and all that sort of thing, but what I really want to do is just 
create the experience. A lot of the money is going into making it like, not just like an, a blank canvas you walk in, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like certain idea that I've got is like, I don't know, when you walk in, <laughs> so when I go, I go to business networking, or I used to, and one thing that used to drive me nuts is obviously when you go into an event and you're on prep, they're offering you orange juice or champagne. Neither of them I can drink because I'm like, not drinking <laughs> orange juice because that's 20 grams of carbs and blah, blah, blah. So just the little things when people walk in, they're going to get a glass of either like pink, sugar-free luke or just juice, just little things like that. Um, yeah. And it's going to be really pretty. I'll use it for my wedding party next year, but well, next week I'm going to use it for the company event. Like, just like really pretty light, and it's going to be like, obviously, you guys can see the ring light, so people can take actually nice selfies together. Um, and the one thing that girls have not been able to do is look at shoes, try on the sizes. Like, that's the biggest thing that I have, like, question wise. What shoe size am I? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I can't go, hang on, let me just. Let me visualize your shoe, like your foot. It's really hard. Um, that's hopefully a lot of first timers. Hopefully, they will be able to order the right size and not waste money. Like that's one thing that I ended up doing quite a lot my first year is wasting money because I didn't, I couldn't physically look at stuff. Like for example, jewelry. Sometimes it will look very different on you than what it looks like in on the website. And like, I can't control that. Like some jewelry, you know, like some jewelry, you just have to put it up against yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and then you actually, that sees me, that doesn't. Um, and same with the shoes, because you get ones with platforms as well these days, you know, and like the heel height and stuff like that. Like for me, that was the hardest as well. Definitely, definitely. Well, that's one thing I'd say to anyone, like, if you can't come to the event or whatever, you just want to look at shoes. Unless you're doing like a UK BFS show mm. of one federation that's really clamping down, you can't wear a platform. Wear, go for a shoe with a slight platform because it's really, it was a game changer for me, I would say. Yeah. My side posing was better because I feel like I could actually dig my foot in. Um, it kind of relieves some of the pressure that you're putting your, 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 like, the front of your foot in. Um, it just makes the whole process a lot easier. Like Kerry, when I did her seminar, she tried, excuse me, she was always going for a shoe without a platform. She never had a shoe with a platform and even she felt the difference. And she loves her Chico 7s. She goes, yeah, you can really feel this different with the platform. I was like, you can, you really can. But people are yeah. so scared. Yeah. All like the show's gonna like clamp down on me. Unless you do like, like stripper shoes and they've got the massive chunkiest platform. If you wear them, yes, you're probably going to be asked to take them off. But if it's like a like a one centimeter, trust me, like you, most yeah. of the time you're fine, you're absolutely fine, and it will help you so much, especially if you're someone that really struggles to wear shoes like me, because I'm Bambi on ice and I didn't start wearing heels until I started competing because I'm five foot ten and I don't need to. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully that's like some sort of yeah. help for girls out there. It's like just don't go for comfort over the style. Don't yeah. go what a pro's wearing if you don't think you're going to be able to wear them. Yeah. I have to wear a strap. I need to be locked in to that shoe so it doesn't freaking go anywhere. Like, yes, the ones without straps look lovely, but I can't walk in them. Like, yeah. I just, that's just me. that I just cannot walk in them. So don't, I guess we've, sorry, we've just completely gone off a tangent, but it's kind of related still. But yeah, if anyone, like, just go for your whatever's going to be more comfortable for you because... You won't get marked down on your shoe style, but you will get marked down if you choose a shoe style that can't that you can't walk in properly 
and you don't look confident on stage. That's what it's going to Yeah. Because your posing is so important and it's so overlooked. People kind of think it's all about your physique, but actually, if you can't present your physique properly, you're not going to win over someone with an average physique who can present it exceptionally. And one one thing as well on that, um, from my experience of doing all the different federations, when you are practicing your posing, yes, practice your routine, but kind of create like a catalogue catalogue of posing so if you you know if you are in a similar situation like i was then you can kind of switch in like you, I don't know, a bit more fluid and you don't feel as robotic like that's one thing that i'm doing a lot more in my off season is practicing different posing styles and different like kind of front poses and it just like it, it makes it will make your process a lot easier because when you lean lean out that pose that you've been practicing for six months might look rubbish on you. Yeah, I completely agree. And that's something I'm always stressing to girls who come in. I'm like, keep practicing these. And I'm going to teach you several different poses because as you get leaner, these are going to look completely different, like completely different. Like the pose I did for two bros, like, I don't know, the same, I think it's similar to you, Danny, when you've got your front foot in front of you and you kind of push hip up, yeah. like really high up. That looks naff on me right now. Oh it, no, in my off season jazz, that pose is horrendous. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> but when I'm lean, I'm like, yeah, I love it. And then exactly. when, <laughs> yeah, exactly. 20 pounds above stage weight and it's just not the same. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't look like, uh, it's, not, it's not as best. But yeah, exactly as you say, you just create that catalogue because then you can kind of, I don't know, flow in between different poses a lot easier. That has definitely helped me. Um, I'm trying to think what else in my head I can kind of say to help people. I think that's it. But I, I have so much fun, like, on the DMs of girls. And so I get, and that's thing last year, I got so excited because it was so many first timers and I was, like, buzzing for them. Yeah. So, yeah, if anyone does have questions, doesn't matter how silly it is, like, just feel free to ask. Cause yeah, and all of us are happy to help. Like, it's our pleasure and it's what we do. It's what we like doing. So if any of you guys have any questions, just message like Sammy, Jazz, me. We're all happy to help um, on Instagram or wherever. And yeah. Jazz, the information you've given today has been really helpful. Oh, um, good. Really so. nice that you shared us all your experiences, especially this year. Yeah. Well, that, okay. <laughs> and if anyone who's so listening hasn't already, go and check out Compact. Like seriously, if you compete, it's a game changer. And if you're around the Birmingham area and you listen to this before the 24th of Feb, come down. Yeah. Be good to see everyone. Be good to see everyone. But yeah, if there's any questions, like just just hit me up. It doesn't matter how silly it is. It's probably not silly. Yeah. So. And we'll put the link for Jazz's um, website, so Compaq, in the description and below. And social media. And her social media links yeah. as well. So if any of you want to head over to Compaq, just head to the description below. Um, and thank you for today, Jazz. It's been extremely yeah. helpful um, and interesting to get you on the podcast. Thank You're welcome. You. It was Absolutely. nice meeting you. I haven't met you before, so it was nice yeah. to meet you. And yes, I'm, I'm, not gonna, sorry. I'm not going to say, so sorry, what's your Instagram name again? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and as well, um, and on top of Compaq, I also have my own podcast, which helps girls become mentally and physically stronger, not just bikini girls. So if you want a second, if you, know, if you run out of... Danny and Sammy's Wicked podcast. Um, head over to Not Just a Yeah, girl. we'll put the link for Not Just a Bikini Girl in the description below as well. So if you want to check Jazz's podcast out, just have a little look. It's brilliant. Um, I've listened to quite a few myself. And I have a lot of my clients listen to your podcast as well. They love it. 
Um, mental. Like when I get people from Australia messaging me, I'm like, how the hell have you found me? Yeah, <laughs> but it's fantastic and it just shows how much value you provide. Yeah. Um, so thank you, Jazz. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. And You're thanks welcome. for listening, guys. And we'll catch you in the next one.